Ahoy there, travelers, and welcome back to Hot Springs Island. We are one-ish session from the end, as Svarku and his little camp that currently the players cannot see, but will very soon see, is about to be under attack. Let us join our comrades. Hello, comrades. I guess it's uh, fine. Incoherent screaming. Sounds about accurate. That'll be us soon. Indeed. So, we left off at 4 a.m., we're in the same hex as the booby elf and Ma's ship. We're basically taking Marcia with us, as when Sarabi mentioned what you guys would be doing. We saw a light in her eye and she went, you know what? Yeah, I want to do something useful. So she very much agrees. You guys have uh, rested, got all your stuff done. Sarabi got her stuff done, as she does. And we've purchased some items. So everybody is going, that's what this little thing is here. Uh, everyone's going to have a fire resistance potion when the battle hits. And we decided to pool the rest of our money to buy Aldrin a potion of speed, which is a haste potion, effectively. And now it is basically cocaine. Yes. And now the floor is yours. Where shall we go next? It is early in the morn. No one will uh, question. What, what day is it? Today? It is day 26. So you guys are basically at the end. Right. Oh. And was it day 27 is when we're uh, attacking? Correct. You guys haven't spoken with the ogres yet to clarify exactly when they are attacking. Uh, or they go up, but they're probably just going to do their thing when they do their thing. It was specifically during the full moons, though. So presumably later, so that you can see said moons. I mean, we were going in with the ogres, right? So we can head up there. Probably, yeah. We can do like a, a cute uh, one-day training montage. Yeah, basically. And then head in with them. Excellent. Everyone can uh, take turns passing around the cod piece of sustenance. Okay, I think ah. I'll pass. But training montage. That's technically no. the other camp, isn't it? It is, but that thing gets around. Sure. <laughs> I wonder there? who's using God. it. The, the moment Zavarku sees something, he's gonna die. Exactly. <laughs> That's what kills him. Exactly. It does a 5d100 damage. He just has some very bad memories about it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> mostly, uh, mostly psychic damage, which he's not resistant to. <laughs> I mean, it could be necrotic damage. It, it, yes, his soul just rots away as he sees you yeah. uh, thrusting in his general direction, just <laughs> busting out some sick-ass dance moves. Oh, God. And just slowly reminding him, I don't ever have to piss. And he's like, man, that's so cool. He can dance forever. So efficient. Anyways, we spend some time meandering on up to the primary camp. Glavrock Village. I will not flashbang you all. Why not? Because uh, sometimes it's not great. Just sometimes. I don't, I don't need my eyes. No, not really. I do. I read too many web novels for, sorry, webtoons for uh, no eyes. We've got, we've gotten I mean, greedy. You can go without those. No, I can't. I will die. Literally die. You will die. <laughs> She'll slowly wither away. Alrighty, it being 12 p.m. now, noon, uh, do we actually just want a training montage? Whatever y'all want to do. We've, we've already prepared. Uh, Lekka, you already mentioned that you helped with your magic and such. Uh, this is basically, you know, with, with the bones and the ice magic. Uh, this is effectively the last day, so whatever y'all want to do. I don't think there's anything specific we need to do. I, I guess I wanted to make some more... Uh... Well, we probably don't need it, but help for the ogres help make some more of the gold fantasy stuff. We, yeah, we can definitely do that. Uh, as obviously, as a reminder, we'll do one more long rest. So if there's anything weird you want to do with spell slots, that is definitely something we can do. Uh, other than that, upon arriving, the ogres are in full functioning, just like shuffle mode right now. They are going all over the place and they are 100% ready for this bout. Now, they're not trying to make it, you know, too obvious as everything is contained within. You guys found as you were approaching the camp, 
Uh, many ogres were on the outside, kind of making it look like as if they were just foraging and such. But you can tell they're trying to be on the lookout to make sure none of Sparku's forces come by to clue them off as to what is happening. So they're being incredibly careful not to tip their hand. On top of that, they did quickly remind you that later tonight on this day, 26, they're going to basically discuss the tactics for tomorrow. So whenever you guys are ready for that, we can skip to that and anything you want to do in the meantime. Fully up to you. It's basically eight hours from now. Uh, so the bone binders, they like they put their magic like in bones to use for later or whatever. Correct. Uh, I could help them by giving a few of them bless, I guess. Sure. I like it for today. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, uh, that does indeed take some time. Uh, did you want to help with you? So you're going to help with the uh, the tea specifically, like to help anyone that gets knocked down, right? Uh, yeah. Very cool. Uh, Sarabi, how about yourself? Sarabi. I'll help with bless too. Alrighty. We got our two bless bots going nuts. Daniel's cheering you guys on and like is showing them. You've learned that uh, they kind of know how to brew this, but maybe not the way you've been brewing it, Lucka. They show you some tips, you show them some tips. So we all got something to learn here. Bringing outside knowledge and such. We'll go ahead and just honestly fast forward to 8 p.m. And with all this, sun is down. The food is crackling over the fire. And there's a wonderful, wonderful smell of smoke dancing throughout Glavrock Village. And during this time, everyone wishes to meet, essentially. Uh, at the dinner zone, and they're basically just the gonna. Dinner zone. Yeah, that, that's what that's where it is. You know, this giant nine is really annoying. Where's somewhere I can just plop us down where there's a massive freaking number? Uh, in the corner of the map. I know. All right? the way down here. I know. Right? I'm, I'm gonna dump us over here. There we go. That works. Right. I, I was gonna Photoshop the numbers out, but I'm like, that's way too much effort. <laughs> I'd have to like redraw yeah. the town. I'm good. <laughs> video. Yeah, I know, right? Definitely not worth it. Okay, so while we're all chilling, all the ogres gather up. And they seem they seem relatively excited, actually. It has been a long time uh, coming for this, definitely. Uh, all the guards are, as I mentioned, stationed and ready. Uh, there is somewhat of a hush. They are trying to somewhat calm everybody. Like, we can get a little hype, but please don't start screaming. If you can at all help it. No shouting into the night. And why you, not? Oh, you can tell. They're all vibrating with excitement. Basically, they're like, Save it for tomorrow. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so the general plan is actually quite straightforward. Glavrock comes over to the area. There's a center table that is essentially cleared of food, which would normally be a sin here. Uh, but the time for planning is indeed upon us. He slaps down some parchment that they have prepared, and it's realistically a very simple plan. He calls everyone important over. Those that just need to overhear either have already heard it or... You know, without being too uh, callous, they're somewhat cannon fodder, but they know that. They fully understand what's going on here. There's a, there'll be, there will be some bloodshed. So looking to the three, I keep wanting to say four. Daniel's a part of this team. Of course he is. Scraw. <laughs> Scraw, says Daniel. And he dances. The dance of his people. And everyone is. Where's I'm Daniel's gonna... resistance? <laughs> he has resistance of the soul. Uh, he needs I'll his resistance like... for his one HP. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him like half of my potion. <laughs> half of one. I can't take half damage. I can't die, bitch. I'm invincible. <laughs> if only that's how it worked. I know, right? So, Labrock prepares all the information that we need, lays it out, looks at the three of you, nods, and says, Your group will be pivotal in this exercise. I assume you've not spoken with the other village or the Goa. You do not know their plans. Uh, I no, don't they seem so. to, uh, they really seem to have their own plans, yeah. It was they basically just, just uh, we're attacking now. 
at this day. I didn't expect too much of a dialogue with the Goa, if I'm being entirely honest. The other village will, of course, be joining us. This is to go without saying. But, and he points down to the various sketches that they have, says the three of you will be incredibly important. As, as you, expected. Of course. There are many of us. Sfarku will not expect us to fight back. Especially on this day. I could be wrong, as I've obviously not been there in time soon. But, well, Sfarku and his people are prone to partying. Especially on particular nights. We can assume that tomorrow will be one of those nights. At least, we can hope. And he might expect some resistance from us ogres. But he will not be expecting the Goa. You mentioned the waterfolk will be joining us as well, yes? Yes. Yes. All right. We should not be expecting them or the Goa. And realistically, the three of you have not run into him just yet, correct? Correct. Yes. We've made sure to avoid him. Excellent. Well, he does not mod her people around the island, but he doesn't know about you. And a lot of the ogres are like, <laughs> I mean, we did run into some of his minions. Uh, this is true, but did you kill them? No. Most of them. He shrugs. If they presume you're dead, or presume you didn't survive, you didn't attack again, you're probably too weak to be worth mentioning. Not assuming you're weak, of course. We know your true strength. And he pounds his chest. I pound mine back. You get some, some light cheers in the crowd. And he starts pointing to the map. And he says, I assume you're all familiar with this location here. And he points to where Bavmorda is staying. Oh, yes. Excellent. Did she mention that there's a mine nearby? I don't think so. I don't think so. Wait, did she? She did. I, I think she no, did, actually. We went there, she? didn't we? Or we went closer down? It is somewhere we were used to. Mm, where we worked, if you want to even call it that. She's essentially keeping lookout. You see, uh, Bavmorda and her kin have a very particularly special ability. Something that none of us can do. And keeping her there ensures that we have an eye right where we need it. You see, that location is the Ashfire Mine. As mentioned before, we used to work there. Past it is somewhere called the Crystal Flow Mine. And he smirks. You see, these locations connected directly to Swaku's domain. And we know them quite well. It has been some time. In odds. It's been some time since we've been forced to slave away. But we do remember. And he points down to the maps and he has the area completely charted out. He points here and says, First, the Ashfire Mine. We shall be moving quickly through the north. And then he points to the next map. And then second, the Crystal Flow Mine. This should be much easier as we can move quickly through the south. And after that, we shall be upon Sfaku's ground floor. Unfortunately, the bastard lives in somewhat of a castle. It is honestly difficult to traverse. It's somewhat confusing. I don't think he and the decorators agreed, and there's some laughing that kind of dances throughout everyone. And uh, looking at the three of you, it says, you've already helped our clan quite a bit. Do you have any plans in particular? Were you scheming anything up? Uh, that silence. That. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, I was just kind of going to wing it. Yeah. I mean, especially since we don't really know what to expect inside. I made sure to help out with the gold side of things to help fight them, I guess. Honestly, I'm better at fighting in open terrain. Honestly, they do not seem to mind this. They, they kind of all nod along and say, Excellent. Then we have a single request of your group. 
uh, one thing that we would like you to attempt to hold back, seeing as we do not wish to entirely play our hand up front. Okay. Our plan is to hide your group through Ashfire and Crystal Flow. There will be battle, and there will be death, but it's a sacrifice we are willing to make. So preferably, unless things go wrong, we would prefer the three of you do not engage. We will attempt to do our best to hide you. As we rush through quickly, you stay in the middle of our group of ogres. You are small and should not be seen. If we can sneak you into the main floor of Slaku's domain, you just kind of motions everyone. says, that's where you can uh, just wing it, as you put it, and go wild. Okay, that'll work, but less death is better. Yeah. Indeed. If you wish to assist us in moving in, you're more than welcome to. But I must stress, Svarku and his people are vast. I do not expect both of these minds to be full uh, by Morrow's night. But it is incredibly important that you take my words true. If we spend too much fi- time fighting, we will tip our hand. If you are hurt in any unsustainable way, we shall help you but it might slow down our operation. Svaku's a very interesting individual, and he might think this is all a joke or a play or something. So it is my plan to strike quickly, and the other ogres agree. Some do not, but I will respect your wishes. Yeah, that sounds good. Moving fast is probably better. Eh, I mean, sneaking in places. Great for me. Uh, he nods along with that. and says, yeah, basically, of course, of course. Well, besides that... It's not really too much of a plan, as we cannot coordinate with the Goa, but I assume they'll be taking a separate entrance. And uh, when they do, if you've seen them fight, it can be quite wild. Yeah. And you mentioned the, the Waterfolk. I assume they're quite strong, they just abstained. Uh, did they require anything of us? I don't remember. I don't think they mentioned anything. The only thing they mentioned is, uh, there are some of their people locked up in the caves. Preferably keep them alive. Save them. Okay, he's, he's nodding along with this and thinking. Like, all right, all right. Well, the go- yeah, the goal is to save, well, their sisters, so. Understood. We'll definitely need to move fast then. Let's see. Mm. We can send a sparrow over to Bavmorda and her sons. Maybe she can assist you. And with that, effectively, they've showed you everything they possibly can. I mentioned before, as you guys were helping with you know, blessing out and getting that tea ready. Uh, Sunak had some bones prepared for you guys, which will effectively function as a level two potion. So you just crack that sucker and just give it that good whiff and you'll be reinvigorated. Cool. <laughs> just, sniff, like butt. just sniff that bone. He washed his hands mm. and then scratched his ass, but he did wash his hands. Mm. Alrighty. Other than that, Lavark seems to be finished. Uh, there are some folk in the crowd that don't really seem to fully agree, but... Uh, maybe some people don't really know your guys' strength, and there are only three of you, and most folk, especially from Srock's village, they see Lekka as like, yo, this guy's got some crazy shit. No one's ever seen that before. They're good. So any dissenting voices dancing throughout the crowd are not quickly hushed, but, you know, some playful shoves and like, you know, the little one is stronger than he looks, and they're like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And with that, you can tell their meeting is uh, effectively ended. Uh, if there's anything y'all would like to do, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, as I mentioned, the assault is planned for night. So they're going to basically slowly move over from this location to Babmorda's, which is just uh, southwest of here. Uh, wait a bit after resting in the village, of course. And then they're just going to full on jump on in. Probably around, honestly, probably 24 hours from now. Sounds good to me. 
Alrighty, and with that, uh, <laughs> as mentioned, Marcia is here, but uh, kind of, she's sticking to the shadows. She knows she's not technically part of your guys' group. She's not really part of the assault force. She may have spoken with the ogres like once or twice, but maybe didn't really make uh, too much of a point with her time. Uh, remind me who Marcia is? She's the girl with the axe. The one you were talking to not too long ago. You guys didn't really like full on talk to her, but everyone that you basically said, hey, you know, let's get off the island. She went, you know what? Oh, if I see her, I'll wave her over to join. Yeah. Uh, she honestly would prefer to kind of not, not stick to the shadows, but, you know, if this is your guys' shindig. She kind of wants to she wants to listen, honestly. You know, with her with her backstory and wanting to redeem herself and her being a strong barbarian woman, I'm kind of scared of introducing her to Buff Morda. <laughs> Wait, why? You know. Oh, gotcha. But other than that, and she doesn't do it to anyone who is unwilling. But Marcia might just be tempted as a way to uh, redeem herself. That is indeed a possibility. You are not wrong. Uh, but realistically, it is go time now. So that conversation would be incredibly awkward to just kind of sneak in at the last second. So. I think she's safe. Uh, but realistically, we, we can just turbo rush tonight of tomorrow. If you guys want to talk to anyone in particular, uh, you do know that the other group will be slowly bleeding out from the village to go to the location, quote unquote, whatever that means. And they know when to meet. Awkward it may be. <laughs> they know when to meet you guys there. So if there's anyone you want to talk to, now is the time. Is it like too late to have a long rest at this point? Otherwise, I would probably give some uh, random spell slots to people to, I don't know, set up faster. Y'all can literally blow all your spells helping out. And then like right now it's eight. And if you want to like if you want to do that, we can spend the rest of the night doing that and then take it's a long like, rest. It, and then it'll be 8 a.m. tomorrow. Depends, so. Yeah, it depends a bit on what they need to do. Like if they need someone to infiltrate or scout stuff, I can make them invisible or faster. Yeah. For a while. Or I can help people get in position with a nice, uh, what's it called? Mist cloud? Yeah, uh, so if, if you want, you can divvy out all those spells. I will say oh, that's that... It's gonna take a while. It definitely will. Um, I can convert all of them. <laughs> yeah, so you can cast all of those, I'll say, in the next uh, four plus hours or so during this little shindig here. And then after that, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, no one needs the long rest, right? You guys have all your spell slots? I think uh, so. Some, yes. Okay. The, I have all my spell slots then. The only reason I ask is because if you do hit that long rest button, I think it's going to kill the buff. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. It lasts 60 minutes. So if you say it's a new day, cool. the game's going to go, oh, so 60 minutes are fast. And we go, no. <laughs> so those are floating in space as of current. But yes, we can basically say that you guys spend the night casting the rest of your spells. Obviously, Sarabi and Aldrin help with Bless. Uh, I will say this will 100% help the survival rate of the ogres. Uh, substantially, actually. If they're able to you know, sneaking easier, move around faster. We can strike quicker and thereby save a couple lives. So that'll 100% help. And realistically, we can say after all that and some bonding moments, we'll move on over to the faded day, day 27. And upon looking up, it's difficult to tell. But after we wake, the sun hasn't fully risen. You can faintly see the outline of all three moons in the sky. I always love seeing that. The day moon. <laughs> it's very pretty. Alrighty, and with all that, we'll drag Marcia with us. Alrighty, can everybody see the Hot Springs Island map? Yeah. Yes. Alrighty. Have I revealed I mean, every... Except for the black parts, no. Precisely. Alright. You haven't revealed the big crap, I assume it is. You haven't I... revealed Hex uh, 14. And uh... of course, the two Striker. Correct. Now, I will say, if you want to direct your eyes over to Hex 14, they already told you about it, so I'll just go ahead and reveal it. We haven't been there yet, but they did tell you there were uh, there's crabs in the beach. Nothing crazy, honestly. It's literally what it is. Crabs in the beach. 
and they're all raving. Uh, of course. Oh my god. I totally forgot because you had such a negative reaction to him. While you guys were in Hot Springs City, at any point did you try looking for Ivan Blackhand and say, hey, we're getting out the island? Or were you just like, eh, he's fine? I don't I mean, think so. We did tell him that we, we were planning on leaving and he wasn't interested, so no, probably not. It, he was kind of out of the way, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, I mean, he, we could have told him on our way back to the secret lair, but... I think I just, would have. Yeah, he just didn't seem interested in him, honestly. You seem somewhat off-put from him, Sarabi, so it's entirely up to you, realistically. I can't remember. Did he... Did he... Was he working for Ma? Uh, no, he at just wanted... point. He but. wanted... Yeah, at some point, but he just wanted to do his own thing. He just wanted to take uh, Sapopa and chill. He actually might be safer on the island, for all you know, so he's that guy. Oh, I'll leave him there, then. Fair enough. He was the guy with the creepy black hands because he was a Spopa addict. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, I'll go ahead and reveal the first hex, and there's a boy there. A whole boy? There's a, you know what, I'll reveal them both, why not? We're at the, we're, we're at the end here. So, uh... <laughs> you get to see Cartoon Sparku. <laughs> He's just, just the <laughs> devil. How cute! <laughs> He's just chilling. <laughs> and there's this little, this little uh, mouth boy hiding behind a... Uh, I, I, I want to call it a lava waterfall, but it's just a lava fall. Is that a Nereid? Uh, yes, he has dancers. Oh my god. I mean, he has a, a bunch basically chained up to his uh, base, so yeah. He ain't going nowhere. Oh, so you wait. Fulfilled the most important part yet. In order to rescue them, we're going to have to actually get up in his face, aren't we? Probably. Uh, we'll see. Not many people know about the actual uh, functionality of, you know, that primary location. Uh, but, knowing all this... Oof, okay. I like this map, but there's something with it that causes me to lag. I'm not entirely sure what it is. It's not even that big. But every time I cut back over to it, it holds up for way too long. And I really have no idea what it is. What is it? Unknown, unknown to you, it has like 15,000 layers. I honestly, it, 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 it's a completely fat PNG, I'm pretty sure. But honestly, who knows at this point? Already, I am going to Lotus. Yeah, I really should have. All right, I'm going to drag you guys all over to the Ashfire Mine. As we uh, mess with our little Congo line, I assume you guys can see just fine. Ignore the weird gaps in uh, vision. <laughs> I can see everything over here in these lines. Yeah, I know, right? I don't know why it's doing that. To reiterate, the intent is to follow the ogres. The ogres are going to just basically charge through while hiding you guys. Shit's going to happen, and you guys are basically going to ignore it and just charge in. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Alrighty. Then uh, we are going to bypass this area quite quickly. Unsurprisingly, there's a lot going on here, but they, of course, instruct you to don't dilly dally. There's <laughs> it's a mine. There's probably interesting shit here, but uh, what we want is in the castle. That's the good shit. So the attack will take place at 8 p.m. on the day discussed. We'll fast forward to that for reference. It is nighttime. So 8 p.m. Day 27. Day of the attack. We know the go are also waiting for night. The Nereids are most likely watching. Uh, we do know that Srock was discussing with them, or at least with one of them. Uh, they had open communications. So because of that, it should be a little bit easier for him to basically say like, hey, you know, swing by this way. They had that little connection, which will make things much easier for us. And prior to all that, Bavmorda would have words with you all. We got everything we need. We are waiting somewhere outside this location as a reminder it's basically a giant scar in the side of the mountain and they no longer bring product out from this side but it's still an entrance they use occasionally you guys 
and her do sometimes see some salamanders, some imps kind of coming out here and just if they're doing their thing, looking around, just like and then grabbing, burning things of that nature. They'll take it as shortcuts and whatnot. Maybe they're doing to be obstinate. Difficult to tell. But updating the information that we have, uh, Bevmorda asks you all, say your intention is to help the Nereids, correct? Yeah. That's part of it. I mean, we're helping everyone, but... Yeah. She nods they along. help us, we help them. Most excellent. May I ask if their leader revealed this way she would break down the barrier? She did not. Does she know its location, or is she merely guessing? Don't know. We have a general idea where it is, but... Yeah, I'm sure she knows where it is. Or she'll find it real easily. She seemed to have some kind of idea, at least, but... She's nodding along, taking all the information and thinking back to what she knows, and says, Excellent. I will have a request of your group, then. I believe it might have been mentioned that me and my kin have a very particular ability. Yes. There's a reason Spark wants some of us dead. Me in particular. I'm somewhat of an annoyance, if you will. I don't know where this room is, but I can almost guarantee you I can help. So, I'm no slouch in a fight, but if you wouldn't mind assisting me to this alleged room to help with your nereids, I would most appreciate it. Sure. Uh, she smiles at that and then looks to her sons says, Perfect. My boys will protect me for the most part, but I'll need to part oh, ways with them so they can do what they do best. If need be, I can get you in unnoticed, sir. Perfect. Uh, do keep in mind that uh, while you've not met the man, let's just say Svaku is somewhat of an idiot, but he's much smarter than he lets on in terms of security. So that will work up to a point. The three of you are quite smart and have been able to traverse this island without too much assistance. So if you have any ideas, feel free to share them. And with that, she's essentially ready with her sons. How many sons does she have again? One, two, three, four. Skato, Logar, Krogu, and Mukot. And with this, I will say there's, there's uh, quite a bit to describe here, as it is a mine and there's crystals and fancy shit everywhere. We're rushing through as quickly as possible. Uh, are we indeed doing just that? Are we rushing, 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 not really looking around, not really helping? You're going to take the cover of ogre, <laughs> of ogre flesh, and move on in? I mean, the point of this was to get us through fast, right? Correct. Yeah. Then, yeah, I, I, if worse comes to worse, I would like to stop and help if like something bad happens. But other than that, I would like to just run through. Alrighty, and with that, Glavrock takes the lead. Looks if back. Anything, I would- like to provide like minimal uh, support as we go through uh, with basic shit. All right, excellent. Uh, they're going to take some of the spells that you shared with them. And there are not a ton of ogres, but there are indeed enough. Uh, you were able to share some of your stealthing abilities, some of your invisibility. So do you, none of you have to use your spell slots. They have stuff from you guys built into the bones and they've prepared on their own. They know they'll only get so far until either things wear off or they are seen. Uh, but for this first location, as there are quite a few of them, we begin to move in. And this little Congo line of death fires on through. And they specifically said, we're moving along the north. So I am going to just kind of put them all off to the side. And I'm only going to move Glavrock. So everyone's basically gathered around Mr. Glavrock. He shoots on in. You guys see some workers. But as they mentioned, there are fewer than probably anticipated. Oh, 
There's a small area where they need to skirt by, which they were somewhat worried about, but he is able to continue forward. And he kind of motions for you guys to, you know, he's making some sound. We can't see each other, um, but he's holding on to uh, something that's not affected by this stealth spell. And as he's moving about, we're noticing that there aren't that many workers here, which is perfect. That's exactly what they wanted. There are many machines. I can have Daniel scout out a bit ahead for him as well if he needs to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he, he knows his area well. He knows his area quite well, actually. He's, he's just basically instructing everyone to keep up as much as humanly possible. And as he's moving about, we see very few workers, which is precisely what they were hoping for. And as they continue to move about, for this first area at least, we don't run into a single problem whatsoever. I like that's bad. Plans that go too well too early are bad. What are you talking about? It's fine. <laughs> Ever the optimist. Let's just hope they're partying, I guess. When we all say that, uh, yeah, they're most likely all just partying. As we continue moving through, we see some that are drunk. Some are stumbling about, and Glover kind of holds, like, all right, pause. And he moves about a bit, and there's one that's in the way. And he, he gently pushes it to the side in the back, and he swings and just kind of makes this incoherent noise. But it sees nothing and kind of just burps, and then it bumps into another one that kind of punches him, and he just pukes all over him, just this, like, vomitous no. magma lava mixture of bullshit who knows it's it's in the ground it's out of the ground it's all over this other guy and they don't like that so they start just punching the shit at each other kind of while laughing and a lot of the other various salamanders and such here uh they take great joy in seeing this and it looks like they're pulling things out of pockets they might have had i don't know they have like satchels and such and they're like betting on who's gonna kick the shit out of who first this area, you fl we fly, fly through very quickly. As they are betting and doing their thing, Glavrock basically motions for all of you to just jet across as quickly as possible, as that is just immediately the entrance to Sparku's Lair. And from beyond there, we can already hear chatter. Most likely not the din of battle, as uh, Glavrock planned on moving in a little earlier than the planned time, as we have all this extra backup. But to be super clear, on this area in particular, I did not wall anything, but there are doors. And there are stairs that should work. So I'll definitely let you know uh, for what's important and what is not. You can definitely just ask me. But we're, we're still stealthed by this point. We know that the second we do anything, it will break stealth. You see a ton of Sparku's guards moving about and they're they're having a good old time. They're partying. Uh, they're kind of pushing into each other. But then there is a ruckus happening from outside. Some of the guards move to go look south. What is this exactly? And the doors are burst open these vines huge and thick shoot forward they don't last too long as they are burned to a crisp but there is just too much the heat overtakes them but they have just enough force to smash these doors open and the goa come crawling over weapons bared howling the ogres behind you are indeed just as ready glavrock turns to you all disables his stealth motions for the rest that need to <laughs> to go ahead and do so Srock gladly does so taking off the uh weird leather harness he was wearing revealing that now he only has the cod piece of sustenance oh god what Clim have I done climbs up instantly dies climbs up onto a barrel and just screams i crave for battle and the others all scream along with him their voices just bouncing off the halls confusing all the drunk salamander and various uh, sh uh, shrimps, sorry, <laughs> various imps and such. I believe I called the winged boys combustorinos. That is their title. The little guys with the switchblades. 
They seem very confused as well, and battle just breaks out. Lavrock rushes forward, Srock rushes forward, all the ogres run forward, Sudok is staying in the back, and they are going nuts. You guys don't have to break stealth necessarily. Marcy is staying with you, and you know Bavmort is with you, but it's difficult to tell, obviously, where everybody is, because you can't see each other. But if we're holding hands or staying close by, that will definitely assist. Ooh, we're holding hands. It's efficient. I mean, if we are, then I'm being carried, literally. <laughs> I'm not you can just be on my shoulders. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Definitely smart. I use uh, Eldritch as my mount. Excellent. Uh, this first area that we are crossing over, by the way, is a massive uh, glass bridge with an obsidian floor. Below you guys, we can see lava flowing. It is very hot here. Fortunately, it's not too hot. We don't instantly light up. Uh, others can survive here, but it is unsurprisingly sweltering as we are inside the volcano as of now. Uh, just up ahead of you, you guys can see a massive, like I said, there's no walls, so whatever looks like a wall is probably a wall. There's a massive circular building in the middle that looks like it's guarded by two obsidian structures. They're not moving. They are completely stone still. In fact, no one's really engaging with them, but to the south, you can see multiple ogres are indeed engaging with this rather large one. It has these two huge bladed arms. It is slicing through the air. One wrong move, and you would be completely turned into ribbon. Looking about, what do we decide to do? Uh, is this an open area, by the way? Is it open to the sky, or are we inside of a cave or something? Uh, we are currently inside. This is the ground floor. Multiple areas go up, so where we are back here is open. You guys look up, and uh, for now, there's like an area cut so we can see up and out. But the rest of the building, of course, since it's a volcano, moves in and in, so the rooms get progressively slower, but the rest of them do have ceilings. These outer entrances, though, do not. Is this where we're supposed to find Sparku and the dancers? I mean, Sparku's right there. They did let you know ahead of time that Sparku's little uh, room is dead center and probably to avoid him if you possibly can. He'll most likely be chilling in there drinking and just having a good time. Well, then I guess... Help clear out the room first. Or do you want to start looking for the near yet? Totally up to y'all. Directly in front of you, there's a giant uh, obsidian spire that looks like it probably heads somewhere. There are some stairs. It's difficult to see from here, but there are stairs that head up and around. Uh, to a back area, and then across from here, directly straight down, is the door that the Goa came through, so probably don't go that way. And then way further down, it's difficult to see, but there's another circular section. So there's a circular section to the right, there's a circular section to the left, and they presumably are the way to get up. Uh, can we fight while cute little bird bud goes to look for the Nereids? Sure. I can send them away. I think most of this area is inside of telepathy range as well. If it's only 100 feet, it should be set. Maybe should not stop real quick. Yeah, just let me know where you want to send them. You can't go too far in this room, but yeah, I can send them into the tower. All right, you're sending them to the leftmost tower? Yeah, just straight up into the, the hallway where we got out, into the door, I guess. Up the tower, see what's there. Alrighty, let's see. That one is indeed... He, he is very fast, so he can do that, but I think he can move 120 foot if he takes a dash action. Yeah. So he's able to shoot forward. He looks around a bit. But without going too much further, he kind of shoots back. And this is all in like 30 seconds or so. Uh, and he comes back to you like and kind of gives you a general look of I feel very uneasy going any further. Oh, you can't see him shit. Uh, he lets you know te te telepathically, basically, with bird kung fu. I, th I think he can like telepath his emotions. So if he feels weird or he then he can show it in images or something. So very much so. He lets you know he feels very uneasy. There are definitely enemies there, but nothing to be too worried about that he saw. But there's. There's bad juju, like a lot of bad juju here. And he's worried they're not going to see him as a bird and they'll just kill him. 
Oh, that's worrying. Yeah, Th- that's why. That's mainly why he's coming back. I guess we'll check out the other rooms then, like the the upper area. Okay. Uh, there are two obvious areas close by. So whichever one you want to go to, just let me know. The the northern area of the stairs, I guess it is. This way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you guys head up in that general direction, we come across. Uh, a few things. There's a large open room where it looks like there are still some of Sparky's minions still trying to have a party, but they're not really entirely sure. Like, are we being attacked? Like, they're, they're kind of half in and half out. They're not really uh, doing their best, fortunately for us. Uh, there's a balcony back here. Uh, there's stairs that lead up, all black basalt with brass inserts. Uh, there's a low wall with triangular pavers that lead up this whole area. And near the back, there seems to be a very large uh, altar. It's made of basalt. It's very rough, and it has crackling molten running through it, and it glows. And just below that is a storage area. You can see many of the crates are open, and it looks as if that's where they're getting their alcohol from, or at least partially. Uh, looking around here, you can see two more stairs that head down. The one of the doors is cracked open, the other one is closed, and they seem equidistant from each other. I guess I'll share that information that there's a, some kind of glowy rock that might be it up there. Wait, what do you mean the glowy rock might be it? The the thing that is uh, locking us or something? Or it might be something we don't know. Oh. Did, uh, did it have any kind of feel from it from Daniel or also bad juju? <laughs> A different kind of bad juju, but not the same one. There's some power there. There's definitely something going on there. It very much feels like an altar. Maybe something they worship. Maybe something along those lines. But it might not be what we're looking for. It's difficult to tell, though. I mean... They did say that Sparky had some kind of pet, right? Maybe that's his uh, calling stone. I don't know. Wouldn't be too outlandish. Want to go check it out? Can't hurt, I guess. Famous last words. <laughs> All right. As you guys move on up, of course, we can't interact too much with things until stealth breaks. And nothing combat related, of course. Uh, but as you guys are looking about, you see essentially what I described. A very large uh, altar that is just glowing. It's about uh, 10 feet in diameter. Wow, that's big. Any, uh writing other than anything no writing like... yeah no writing but there's lines of molten just running through it it's hot if, if you get too close it might be a little too hot definitely too hot to touch yeah. i could try cooling it down where was this location in uh relation to where sparku's room was what do you mean by that exactly like is it right beside sparku's room or is it across the way from sparku's room so the room that we presume sparku to be in this is north of it, and it's up a little way. So th- this is still the ground floor, but this is like a halfway floor up. So technically, if he senses something, he just come running real quick. Oh, it'd take him like five seconds to get there. Yeah, this is very, you, you guys are really close. If he's in that room, you're very close. Are actually doors connecting it then? Uh, no, we'd have to run down and out, but it wouldn't take him long to yeah, get there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, this is a multi-layered location. They said there's anywhere from like three to five floors. So possibly more. They're honestly not sure. Obviously, he didn't give them the tour when they were working here. I don't know if I want to touch it just yet. I kind of just want to find the Nereids. Well, they're not here, please. They're definitely not here. If there are any, they would be in Sparku's room. It, is there from here like a, I don't know, a window into Sparku's room? Uh, there are no windows in that room, unfortunately. It's completely sealed <laughs> off. The only way that you guys can see in is the massive door being guarded by two equally massive obsidian beasts. And you guys yeah, can see... Y'all can see uh, they are very potent in terms of combat. They're not necessarily murdering the Elgars, but you know the Bladesworn are very strong. They're easily having to outnumber these guys just to go toe-to-toe with them, but you guys just bless spells, 
all the smoke, that's definitely helping. I guess I'll just keep on moving to the other tower and have uh, Daniel scope that one out instead. Make a nice circle. Okay, you want to check the tower in front of you guys? All right, from here, you guys can see uh, quite easily, directly in front of you is a massive obsidian door with a complete mirror translucent finish. As Daniel moves toward it, it opens automatically. He does not wish to move into the room, though. He takes a few steps forward, looks around a bit, and this whole room looks like it's made of obsidian. And he kind of pauses. It, it's a spire that looks like it goes up. You see a set of stairs that look like they spire upward until the second floor. But he feels really uncomfortable, and, he, and he, he's close enough that you can instantly feel just dread, and he kind of just like leans back, like, I don't want to go there either. The obsidian that's covering the outside of it is very jagged and coarse, somewhat similar to Bavmorda's blade house. But hers is a, like intentionally massive obsidian blades. This one is just like raw obsidian growing upward. There's definitely something wrong with that room. Like, I would feel bad just sitting here trying to identify it. <laughs> Bavmorda moves toward as we're close by and she whispers because there's some, so much screaming going on in the background. And she says, if obsidian blocks our way. I can assist. What exactly is the obsidian doing? Because there is some magic to it. She kind of gently directs you toward the guard down south that's fighting her bladesworn. And she said, both towers are most likely guarded by these beings. Fortunately, and she gently puts her hand on the obsidian. And it takes a second, but she's able to run her fingers over it. And you can kind of see it warp ever so slightly as if it were made of clay. Then she pulls her hand away saying, I have ways of making it bend and break. No, that's useful. Why? Um, real quick, do they want us to avoid Sriku, or are we actually going to take him on? They no, and no, I'll take them on. See, they and others have let you know that he's absurdly powerful. You can definitely try, but they don't want to fight him. They might if he pops his head out, but... How does he not hear all the ruckus outside? He most likely does, and as you guys are actually questioning that, you hear a deep bellowing laughter that is so loud it interrupts the battle for just a moment. Sparkers men kind of look towards his room and then they pause after getting smashed across the face with a club and they kind of go back to battle. Okay. So is the issue with the, uh, the tower to the north or the, the tower in front of us more so that it's close right now? When you walk up to the door, it automatically opens, very similar to the uh, observatory you guys went to. But there is a ominous aura inside. Yes, um, obviously, to, to reiterate, Daniel's very weak, so anything slightly scary that would be like this potent, he's going to turn tail from, because obviously he knows nice. you can't just casually resummon him, so he's doing this to kind of help you out as well, just in case. He doesn't want to fall into a trap. Yeah, let's take a peek upstairs, I guess. All right, uh, in terms of Congo line, since y'all are, are stealthed, uh, who's leading the way? Like, I'll lead I mean, the way. I'm fine with that. Oh, I could do it. It not matter to me. I'm small and sneaky. We do it together. You're on my shoulders. Away we go. <laughs> Sure, but you're also very loud and heavy and have armor. I mean, yeah. And me too. But we're like we're coming anyways, so that's yeah, no that's true. What. I just I don't know, sneak ahead, I guess. Alrighty. As you move forward, you see this entire spire is made entirely of obsidian. The door is open without any issue. And like I mentioned, uh, don't move don't move in just yet, but there is a stair there. If you move your token to the stair, you will indeed go up. I pray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It should Hopefully. work. It works for me. Something might have broken, but we'll see. Uh, don't, don't go there just yet, because as we move forward, as I said, the entire inside area is made of this rippled, lumpy, organic-looking obsidian. It is smooth, but there's something off about it. 
And as we pursue forward, we see the staircase itself is perfect in structure. There is no adornments on it whatsoever, but it is geometrically beautiful to look at. It is so perfect. As we move close to it, though, it quickly ripples along with one of the walls up to the side. And some of the matter quickly coalesces just in front of you, in front of the stair, forming one of the blade guards you see the others dealing with. And you'd need to be like relatively like that close. And if you guys are here, you'd be right behind. Obviously, Bevmore is there as well. I see you. And Daniel. It doesn't move necessarily because it cannot see you, but it's looking and you can sense like it like knows you're there. I don't hate this at all. So uh, this big inorganic stone thing, it is inorganic, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to shatter it. (laughs) Uh, You're going to go uh, starting with shatter? Yeah. All right. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like we're rolling initiative. I don't know why I said initiative. Why not? Eh, It sounds cool. Uh, Lekka, roll me one more time. I want to give you advantage on that one. I don't. Yeah, I don't Actually, think you'd let me here. I'll just do this real initiative. Boom. Oh, God, it's worse. OK, well, you had a five. I'll reroll for each of you and we'll see for higher. Aldrin has a nine and a seven. Wow, this. Uh... Nope. <laughs> and then Sarby, you're at a three at the bottom. Sarby and a two, <laughs> baby. All right. It's a good thing I gave you guys a. a, a... How, how about you uh, don't roll for us anymore? All right. Yeah, it's, it's your rolls. This could be good for us. Advantage is great. How about you re-roll his advantage uh, initiative instead? Uh, well, he doesn't know you're there, so as I mentioned, when you guys sneak up on fools, you roll initiative, but you will be moving first, so we'll skip past everybody. Teleka, everyone knows you're intending to do this, so basically initiative order will start here. The second you do something, all enemies will be aware of your presence. So you may cast Shatter. Yay. Is that Mercy with us? She's yeah. with you guys, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take a step back, like two of them. Yeah, you can definitely move. Like I said, he doesn't know you're there. Actually, I'm not going to move so much as cast a spell and use my innate magic to fly back 10 feet, but... That works too. Alrighty, and if he's made of inorganic material, he has disadvantage, correct? Yeah, but he already rolled a... He already failed, so... He fails anyway as the shatter echoes out and strikes the creature. It doesn't howl so much as it kind of just groans and slowly turns to your direction. Do you move any further from there? Um... I'll get up to the corner, I guess. Okay. End my turn. Alrighty. Because I don't really have anything for bonus actions. Aside from scream loudly. Right after you do that, uh, Bab Morda notices. She puts her hand on Aldrin and Sarabi's shoulder and whispers to the two of you, you can reveal yourselves if you wish, but... And she says it's a bit louder so you can hear it as well, Lekka. She says, for the time being, I can handle this creature you all wish to rush upstairs. Are you sure? She smirks. You cannot see it, but you can hear it in her voice. And she says, for the time being, yes, my sons are here to assist me. All right. If you need help, just holler. All right, Sarby, what do you do? I want to run by. Go for it. Oh, my God. And just like that, she's gone. (laughs) You rush by this creature and it does turn to kind of follow you almost as if it can see you. Every single step you take. You know what? I'm going to leave Daniel behind for a bit and let him help Bob Morda. Sure. Uh, Aldrin, do you also rush forward? Ah, do you also rush forward? Yeah. Okay, Marcia will follow you guys. And as all that's happening, you guys see Bavmorda rush forward, and one of her sons comes barreling through the door. She puts her hands on the subsidian creature as it raises both of its massive bladed arms down to strike at them. But upon touching him, he's frozen. And he's trying his hardest to move down, 
And you guys can sort of see Bavmorda struggling a bit, but she smirks up at him as one of the Edge Sworn just barrel through, front flipping over, smashing this thing in the head, causing it to echo out throughout the whole hallway. The entire time you guys are ascending this stair, you feel as if you're being watched. You feel as if all the obsidian you touch is this thing or is something. And this something is definitely watching you. But for now, Bevmorda has this thing held in place. We'll most likely reconvene with us later, but we'll move on up to the second floor. I don't like this place. Yeah, I am creeped out. Here is a continuation of the Obsidian Spire, the staircase that moves down, like I mentioned before, and all of it is 100% Obsidian. All of it. There are various lumps along the floor that are possibly currently inactive guardians or pieces. They either once were or could eventually be one of the guardians. And up ahead of you guys, you see a dinner hall, or at least what seems to be a grand banquet hall. There are a few of the Comustorinos kind of moving about, shouting to each other, uh, drunkenly kind of moving about, and they're like, oh, is there something going on there? No, definitely not. Are you sure? You can't hear what they're saying, but it sounds drunk. <laughs> they're having somewhat of a conversation across the room as if they're next to each other, but they're very much not. They're a good 30, 40 feet away from each other, trying to hold a conversation. And as you look around, Sarabi, you see a staircase to your right. Forward, you see many tables and chairs. And to the far left, you see a massive throne. You also see some statues. Uh, one statue is of Svarku holding a giant red crystal keg. And there's a single stream that is magically pouring fire wine into goblets uh, on, on a tray just, just up ahead. And then there's another one of Svarku wearing a black basalt chef hat and apron, arms wide as if to welcome anyone here for a pile of crystal red food. Wow, he thinks very highly of himself. What? No. Weirdly enough, he kind of reminds Lekka of um, the elf demon lady who also liked to party. Oh, yeah, I can see it. I mean, uh... he's gonna say like, uh, go up, go up, go up. Just keep moving, ignore the drunk eyes. Okay. I mean, I'm just looking for the Nereids. Moving up into here, after ascending the stairs. Wait, there was another stairs down in the other tower? Uh, or there is are... this a stair? Okay, it's up. So these... It's hard to tell. Indeed. So I'll let you know. The stairs you guys just came from go down. Then there's another set that you can't currently see that go up from where you are. Uh, up ahead of you guys, you see a circular room. Uh, directly just in front of you, you see a massive hot tub. Uh, to the left of that, you see a sauna. And in front of that, we see what seems to be a gym. Uh, lots of mirrors. The, the floor in front of you is like is a rubbery black substance. There's pull up bars. There's chains, benches, dumbbell sets, a uh, whole bunch of weights and such all in this area in front of us. And then there's three doors that exit this circular area. What the hell is this place? Three doors? Indeed. Yeah. This is a hotel. Hmm, might be. It's a fancy resort. It might just be his, I don't know, fancy mansion. It's still weird. Sure. All right, you gotta push the door open and it, it opens just fine. Yeah, I'm gonna go through this door and see, like, just look around, see what the hell is here. All right, as everyone can see you, uh, Marcia is, is following you, like, you can kind of hear her right behind. Uh, where are you going, Eldrin? Actually, you know what? As I walk down, I'm gonna stick my head in the bathtub and, like, <laughs> say, anyone here? <laughs> Thinking that Nereids might be hiding in the water. I was wondering that. <laughs> uh, definitely not, but it's quite warm. And looking about, there's a patio here with a whole bunch of brass pillars. Uh, and just up ahead past that, there seems to be a large brass podium with various red crystal inserts 
in nice, fancy geometric patterns. Uh, this looks to the very south of this location, uh, somewhere where most likely someone of Sparku's stature would look down and give a speech or speak down to whoever would be in this room. Uh, as mentioned before, there's many couches, quote unquote, places of sitting, uh, tables and such. The whole left area to the west, though, seems completely open to another tower or something. It's, it's difficult to tell. Wait, I can see through it? Through the westernmost area between these two pillars, it seems to just open up and go out. Oh. Is there any, anything notable there? Uh, as you look, you see one of the Combustorinos staring directly back at you, and he's like, ah! I flip it off and walk away. Uh, he curses back to the other ones, and you hear some flapping coming in your general direction. Yeah, so I was about to say, he can fly! And that's fine. They will somewhat slowly fly over, as they are possibly uh, somewhat drunk and or somewhat high fat off of food. Who knows? I'm going to roll a d4 real quick. Uh, one, okay, as they're flying over, the one in the back seems he's like he's had a little too much to drink, eat, who knows. As he's flying, he kind of bumps into the wall and just falls. <laughs> one of the combustorinos in the back just kind of has a, a good giggle as they're all pointing down, laughing at their friend, just plummeting, possibly to his death. Honestly, who knows at this point? Uh, to the right, where you can see Sarabi, is another bridge. This bridge is composed entirely, once again, of obsidian. And blades line the side of it. It looks incredibly dangerous. You could pass this with relative ease, but were you pushed to either side of this, you would once again be cut to ribbons. There's another room entirely made of obsidian past that. You also see another stair that most likely connects to the floor below. I don't remember seeing a stairway that led up, though. Uh, there wasn't. No, I didn't either. That's why I said it's hard to see when stairs go up or down. Yep. Like I said, just ask and I'll let you know. But there was indeed a set of stairs that went up and down there. Uh, you can't really see into the room, but you do see the stair set that you are indeed aware of. Uh, as these creatures are following you, like, uh, what are you doing? Are you saying anything? Are you just completely ignoring them? Uh, hello, how's it going? Like, I, if I heard them flap, flapping after me, I would probably have prepared a spell. Okay, you're intending to... Uh, are you intending to blast one, or...? Yeah, I mean, I was probably just going to shatter them the moment they came around the corner. Okay, so you're waiting for all of them to be inside the building? Yeah. Okay, nice I said... Yeah. Up, basically. I'd say one's about here, one's about here, and the other one's just barely coming on through. If you're intending to gas again, I'll have you guys roll initiative again. Boop. Whoa. Whoa. Throw those bones for me, baby. And this time they are prepared, so no, uh, no advantage. They know you're here. Oh, yeah, here we go. Alrighty. Unfortunately, starting with the fire imp, uh, he sees you starting to uh, prepare something, and he doesn't like that very much at all. Alright, he will move in this general direction, pull his arm back, and whoop. Whoop. he whips his hand out quickly and it transmorphs into what seems to be like a whip that wraps around your body, Lekka. Uh, fortunately for you, let's see, this should only do like, what, one damage? Three. That's fire damage. That's oh, fire damage. That yeah. One. Yeah, exactly. One damage. So it doesn't hurt very much, but he does pull you 10 feet towards him. Cackling all the way as he looks back to his friends. Uh, Marcia sees this shit. And... You think you're safer, but I'm closer to you. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, Marcia sees this, and as she's rushing towards you, Leka, you can hear her. Do you want to say anything or motion to her to like stop and position elsewhere so you can do a spell? Or what, what would it be? Uh... If anything, I would tell her not to get like in between them. Okay, so you, you sort of shout out like Marcia, don't get too close. Uh, she hears that, so instead she'll kind of like move here. Uh, she I mean, has she to... can get into melee range. That's fine. I can yeah. aim around her. We'll shout the dash, so she'll just be in the way. So yeah, okay. she'll basically just move in and take a defensive stance as we move over to Sarabi. Have we fought these guys before? Yes. I think so. Were they squishy or tough? Yes. Oh, they're, they're squishy. They're, they're not tough at all. 
I think they were one of the first creatures we fought, the first fire thingies. Yeah. Can I see any through the doors? Uh, as if you're near the door, it automatically opens, and he's already near one, so that one's automatically open. So yeah, you can see straight on through, actually. You're gonna attack from there, then. Yeah. Probably. I think this might be a little too far. What are you, what are you attacking with? Well, I mean around the bend. Yeah, I mean, you can shoot through the doors. Yeah, the doors are open. They're, they're, they're close by, and you're close by. I'm gonna produce a flame. You're producing a flame sure? on a flame boy? Are you sure? Does it heal him? I'm Probably. Sure. It might not even work, I'm not sure. Well, he's at full health. It. So does it heal him? No. Does it damage him? Also no. As you wash flame over him, he kind of just like, woo! And looks in general direction and just kind of smiles like, thank you! I distracted him. Pastor. Alrighty, this bladed bastard in the back rushes... I just look around the corner like, what, what are you doing? Uh, most of my little spells are flame! <sighs> She's confused. This little boy will run out here. He'll rush on in, blade out, as he'll quickly Slash it across your back. Ooh. Fortunately for you, my friend, it looks like he misses. You're able to kind of duck, utilizing your size. Aldrin, what does that do? Hello? It's stabbing time. All right. No one knows you exist. <laughs> ah, yes. Of course. Uh, I'm assuming that means they get advantage on his face. Yep. He has no and idea you're here. Oh, that did not roll advantage. <laughs> Try again. Alrighty, we'll, anyway. we'll take the 25 and the 13 damage, because why the hell not? And you smash this thing across the back as it kind of like, ah! And quickly turns around, blade out and ready as your body slowly reveals itself. He looks at you like, shit, <laughs> where'd you come from? And I bonus action summon my boy over here. Excellent. <laughs> and then I get one more smack. Oh, wait. That's where I want to go stand. Well, you can push my boy out of the way. It's fine. He doesn't mind. Ask him nicely. I can and I, I do get things around smack. him. But I'll probably hit him as well, I think. Eh, don't worry about it. He's just a bonus action. All right, you smack the same one in the face, and it looks already winded, bloodied, attention divided. I, I mean, like, do you, like, say anything like I was going to go there or something? No, it's fine. Because I, I can move him for free. No, 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 it, I, it doesn't hit Ally, so it's fine. There you go, perfect. All right, seeing this next one, hmm. Well, we got a Shadow Boy, and they don't like Shadow Boy, so he's in CC later, boy. As no, blade, boy. blade out. Ah, he misses! Alright, your shadow boy does that wonderful dodge as he parries the weapon. The creature seems very confused, and he looks between the two of you like, this one's clearly the stronger one, because this is darker and it's edgier, and yeah, this has got to be, the, this is the, this is the real one! Alright, look. Edgier ones are stronger, is that how that works? Yeah, definitely. Always. Come on, they're called edge lords. I think my tempestuous magic attacks of opportunity, right? I believe it doesn't. Alright, it does. Well, this is going to be weird anyway, because I'm probably going to hit myself anyway. I am going to do bonus action, Draconic Cry. Alright, as you shout, all the creatures kind of duck for a moment, as if like, what the hell was that? And then as an action, now I'm going to have to change my tactics, I guess. Uh, how long does this last? Uh, a different spell or Draconic Cry? No, uh, Warding Winds. Ah. Yeah, not really worth it. I'll cast Snellix Snowball Swarm. Excellent. When does my Tempestuous Magic go off? At the start of the spellcasting or after it cast? After. Good luck. Yeah. You know what? I'll move five feet, take one opportunity attack if I get it. That should put me out of range. Depending on where you scoot to, that's only going to uh, invoke one, and this guy will indeed try to swing at you with his claw. All right. Excellent. <laughs> the Echo is the only one that fails. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. He's dead, but it's, it's, it's just a cold bonus dodge. action. And then I'm going to use my ten feet of flight to uh, scoot away. 
Alrighty, so the two of them succeed. So they take half, which is doubled because it's cold. <laughs> Deal 14 damage. Indeed. I'm fine with that. And that should be my turn. Alright, your, uh, your boy's just sleeping. <laughs> Alrighty, after your snow pelts these dudes, they completely freak out. The shadow one's gone, so they kind of look at each other like, oh shit, maybe that was the weak one. And uh, this imp will shoot forward, and with its claws, will try to rake them against Aldrin. It's not very nice. It really isn't. And he actually will strike. Fortunately, the fire part of this attack, you seem very resilient to. And Mercy is finally in position. She will wriggle herself about, target this fool, and uh, start smashing. Damn! And she will do just that and completely smash this fool. They only have to get 15 health, don't they? Sarby! Don't use fire. What say you? Do not use fire. Don't heat them up again. And any attack, any attack, not save, you have advantage on. Wait, we have advantage on attacks? You shouted, yeah. All right. That thing that you did. I forgot. I I (laughs) thought you meant we have advantage on their attacks or something. If you don't have any good attacks, just use your your death cry or whatever. It's fine. Use your your bell. It's okay. Total death is great. Yeah, total death is great. You you don't need to worry about. Does like two d twelve right now, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, and Aldrin's gonna go in a second anyway. He can take it. Yeah, he can take advantage of the advantage. So. He does massive damage. All right, well, this guy's going to just completely explode. <laughs> As your bell goes off, the creature goes to lunge at Aldrin, but before he can make contact, he just sort of erupts and falls dead to the floor. Only one remaining is looking about like, oh, shit, maybe I should have bumped my head into the wall and fallen. Yeah, wow. Aldrin charging forward. Uh, it's bonking time. The creature looks like he wants to get the hell out of here. But the bonks are ready. Bonk and the bonk. And the bonks strike true. As you smash this creature against the wall, and then your second blow knocks him through the doors that open, and he goes sliding across the floor. From what you guys can tell, everything on this floor has been taken care of. I'm gonna take a second to ask Daniel how Barfmorda's doing. It takes but a moment, but you get from Daniel, uh, he essentially communicates to you that Barfmorda should be joining you guys relatively soon. Of course, she's de-stealth now, so she's gonna have to move through quickly. Uh, Her sons are basically taking care of the boy. So she's on the way. If there was nothing else on the tower on the other side, I'm going to go up further. Uh, looking over to the left, there is no way to get over there except for flying. Looking straight ahead, there is indeed a staircase that goes up. Yeah, if, if there's literally nothing else on the other side of the tower that we can see, then I'll just go up. Yeah, there is a, uh, there's a set of stairs that go uh, down back yeah. to where you guys were from the uh, obsidian location, but that's not great. I mean, we can use it to jump down, I guess. Quick escape. Indeed. Myriads! And as you move up to this location here, looking about, you only see two sets of stairs that move upward to your current location. All in front of you is plush black carpet covering both the floors and the walls. There are beaded red velvet curtains hanging everywhere. Many, many paintings. From this distance, you can see that they depict scenes of pain, fire, despair, uh, both Lekka. And Sarabi, you saw that little home that the Neri had made, and you saw one of the paintings that she had in the back, like it did specifically. These paintings look very similar to that. Some of them have Neri's that look to be in pain, frozen in fear, in said painting. The others are blank. Just up ahead. So that spell I don't have anymore <laughs> It's what I'm going to need. Is spell magic for huh? uh, You're not sure, honestly. Uh, looking up just ahead. I mean, there's more that might have a way. And you guys can hear shouting coming from downstairs. As you come through and move up the stairs, you feel something wash over you. Your potion will stay intact, 
but any other spells, such as invisibility or something, would have been washed away. And looking around, just in front of you, you see two pillars entirely made of gold that run all the way from the floor to the ceiling. And you notice they are slowly rotating. They are carved, one, to look like a spiral of naked male flesh, and the other to be a spiral of female. All jumbled, no faces or heads visible, roiling into each other and spiraling forever. Is this artistic or just dirty? A little bit of both. You're not a prude, Sarabi, so you would probably say artistic. <laughs> I was about artistic to say, dirty. Very much so, yes. In the center... Again, what the hell is this place? Ooh! As you move on in, uh, so there's a lot to describe here, but describe it quickly. Basically, there's two pillow pits. There's a fountain in the middle with some nereids chilling in it, and there's some stages where the nereids are kind of lazily just dancing. Uh, past that, you can see one nereid that is chained down to a chair to the very, very south against the throne. And to the right of all this, to the east, you see a closed door. It is very quiet up here, especially after you pass this threshold. You almost can't hear anything happening downstairs. But prior to you passing through the threshold, there was lots of shouting, potentially people coming upstairs, potentially the fight, the battle moving onward. Who can say? All right. Well, I was going to loudly say hi, ladies, but if it goes suddenly quiet, I'm going to be like, uh, hi, ladies. Much quieter. As you do they react at all? Yeah, you say that and they slowly turn and they kind of give a look of like, what? They don't say anything, but they're all looking towards you guys. We're here to rescue you. We're friends of uh, Mel. Uh, Marcia moves forward and she looks at the pillar of like, why is everything so horny here? Oh, you haven't seen anything yet, girl. The elves were worse, honestly. They really were. She looks very disgusted at the sight before her. The Narias look very hesitant. As you move forward, Sarabi, the one in the pillow pile in front of you kind of moves to the back of it. They all seem scared. They're looking at Elle like, how the hell are you guys even here? All right, well, hello, my name's Sarabi. The dancing one stops and moves forward. And she says, what brings you here? How did you get here? Uh, what was her name? Meltalia. Meltalia. Meltalia said that uh, some of her sisters were trapped here. So, well, there's fighting going downstairs where... Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on, but our mission was to help find you guys and get you out of here. Natalia should be on her way. I'm not sure where she is right now. They all nod to each other, and there is just despair. There's no hope in their eyes. They've been here for you don't want to know how long. And they I mean, I, I can imagine. Yeah, they seem defeated. Ladies, wipe those looks off your faces. Natalia is pissed off, and she's not going to stop until you get out of here. As you say this, Robbie the looks in their eyes maybe lend as to why this is happening. They seem possibly a little drugged or high or something. It isn't just being here for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It might be something in the room, something they took prior. Maybe Sparky was pre-gaming for the party. Difficult to tell. After a few moments, though, you mentioned her name again. And much like the, the boy, the beetle, the juice, you hear clicking and clacking coming from the stairs and Aldrin you see Meltalia walk by and prior to her entering the room their spirits raise for just a moment Meltalia hi they all look to the north she smiles and bows and around the same time Bavmorda comes around the corner and she's hanging back a little further looking at the statues looking at everything going on here and sort of nodding like okay this is sort of what I expected and Bavmorda everyone's here I think there's definitely some weird ambient magic hanging around here. 
Oh yeah, you guys can feel there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, Bevmorta moves over to the right, and she's just, looking at this door. I'm just like looking around, uh, seeing if I can find a source for uh, the magic. I guess. Uh, psst, psst, Aldrin, can you um, can you smash this one's chains? I mean, I try. They look all very dejected at first, but when Meltalia entered, chin held high, she says, What, do you not trust my friend here? If she says I have arrived, then I have indeed arrived. I would never abandon my sisters. And while there's definitely joy in the room, you guys can feel... They don't want to say what took you so long, because that they know, they understand, they fully understand. But like that feeling of like, it's been so long, is it worth it? Like, do I even want to keep going? But they they gather themselves and stepping off the stage. Uh, the, these are the, these ones are having fun chilling in the water, honestly, stepping out of the pillow pools and then hopping out of the water. They look as if they're ready to leave, but they're tired. The, the two that came out of the pool, they seem the strongest as they were directly in a water source. But they had to like, you know, oof, just like the, like they ran a marathon. It was it was it was slow going. It was definitely slow going. And obviously there is one change to Sparku's throne. I will try to smash the chains, but I'm assuming it won't work. You go to bring down your mace, and someone, as expected, bounces right off. And she, she winces a bit at that, almost as if remembering, like, oh, yeah, shit. And she kind of holds her throat, and she looks to you, Aldrin, as if to say it's not your fault. And then she nods, remembering, like, yep, yep, that's why we stopped trying to do that. What about the pillar? She's chained directly to his throne. It's, like, connected, uh, obviously, nowhere you can just remove it. Uh, it's like embedded. Can, can, can we smash the throne? I, won't I, mean, tell I you. can shatter it again if you want. I won't tell you no. There's a, a raised dais. Stairs to move up. You see, once again, more red crystal. Golden runes that dance through this thing. The giant throne of gold plush and extruded red crystal hexagons. There's braziers, 10 feet in diameter, burning fire. Getting closer and looking at it. You can see uh, nude figures of the fire dancing and dancing away. You don't know if they're sentient or if this is just a design, but... You don't know if they're sentient? What? God, please! You don't know if they're sentient. They, they don't seem to stir whatsoever. You guys hit the chain, you move closer, they don't twitch or flinch or anything. They just dance is, is and the, dance. Is uh, the obsidian that the walls and stuff is made of, is it like warm to the touch? So this room here might have obsidian in it, but you don't see it because the walls are plush carpet. Not even the throne? Uh, no, the, the the throne is made of gold, <laughs> I believe. Just gold. Okay, it, I'm taking that. I'm it is it solid gold. You're putting a throne in your pocket? Yep. Huh? It's gold. Um, just take off the chunks that uh, Aldrin smashes. Um, I will uh, yeah. shield... I, mean, I can freeze the chain and hopefully it shatters easier, I guess. Actually, I can freeze it, and wife who can heat it up. Or we're not touching the you know, chain. Use physics. Yeah, we're not touching the chain. I think it zapped her. Did it zap her? She looked to be in pain. As you guys are discussing this, you look a bit closer, and it looks as if the chain itself became superheated for a moment. Well, then I can keep it cool if you want. Like, if it is fire magic, I can potentially just freeze it as cold well, as possible. Well, I was thinking we could try destroying the throne. I mean... It's a golden throne. It's pretty fucking strong, I guess. Approaching the throne, you guys can definitely tell. I don't need to tell you. This throne, much like the others, there's something special about it. You feel uneasy just looking at it. It almost feels as if the throne's looking back at you. Yeah, I figured. I'm gonna start freeing the chain. All right, as you begin to sort of cool the chain, 
she kind of gives a look of like, I don't know if that's going to work, but, you know, go for it. Uh, she can't heat up, at least. She, she seems more comfortable now. Well, you want me to try and smash it again? Yeah. All right, I'll try and smash the chain again. All right, as you go to hit the chain again, it instantly superheats past the ice and steam begins to fill this area. She coughs and she kind of like holds her, holds her hand out. I was going to say like, stop, stop. But it's her voice is hoarse and it just comes out as just an exasperated gasp. Well, not doing that again. Montalia um, takes a few steps forward and says, I don't know if I would touch the throne if I were you. I'm sure you can sense it. There's something off about it. Yeah, but if we, I mean, do you know a way to get these chains off? Because clearly breaking is not the way to do it. Do, do, does he have a key that maybe locks these ladies? Looking down to the narrator, she almost gives a look to you guys and say, just leave me. Like, it's fine. Just let my Absolutely sister Absolutely not. Does he have a key? She sighs yeah. and just looks down. And Meltalia gives her a look of like, you know, we're not leaving you. Everyone leaves or no one leaves. I will stay if I have to. Is the look that she gives her. And she looks at three of you. And I don't, I don't know if that looks in your eye or not, but she says, do not sit on this throne. Okay. Now I'm just curious. Looking about, uh, Bavborde is kind of checking out this door and turning to your group. She says, how much longer are we going to stay here? What are our plans? We have to free this Nereid and then we can skedaddle. Might be a way to get a free inside the other room. Past that door. Does it auto open? I'm going to identify this tr- throne, I guess. Well, they do that. Uh, when you move nearby, do you touch the throne? You have to touch it, don't you? No, uh, I do have to touch it. But I guess I'll... Does anything happen if I touch the chain itself? If you touch the chain, it becomes lightly heated. Not enough to hurt you, but almost as if a warning. Does it do anything if I try to identify it? The chain itself, no. It, it doesn't react in any way. And it essentially lets you know it, it, it is what it is. It, it's some high-powered... It's, it's not just chained to this chair. It seems as if it's chained throughout this building, and you feel as if you're touching more than just a chain. In fact, you can feel multiple chains running throughout the chair, through her, through the building. There's definitely something going on with this. They all, they all have the same just burning magic inscribed within them. Yeah, it almost feels like this entire tower is one thing. Meaning if we break her free, you know who will probably know. So yeah, I, I'm half expecting... Sarku to be part of this tower or to know with this tower. I don't know. Yeah, that would make sense. Meltalia nods towards Bavmorda and sort of to continue what you guys were thinking, she says, I apologize for hiding myself for so long, but I was attempting to look for the source. I needed to do so unseen and unfelt by even you. But I do believe that Sarku's hiding it just past here. I think these are his quarters, his private quarters. The Nereids lived right outside his private quarters. Oh my god. The man liked to keep them close by, unfortunately. You know I'm all about sex, but only when it's willing. She winces at that as if to say, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I agree. And you, you can see Marcia kind of moving between the Nereids, trying to calm them down, trying to talk to them, and she's helping them out of the pillow pits. And she's, she's doing her best to make sure the Nereids are, are as comfortable as we can possibly get them. Uh, and she's moving down after to talk with the one that's in chains. She's just kind of chatting with her like, hey, you know, is everything OK, et cetera, et cetera. And moving forward, we see a very large door as we walk up to it. It indeed opens to a massive bridge. There are four black basalt pillars inset with red crystal spiraling up and down them. There's also some braziers, braziers, 
made of black iron, ten Faces. feet in. Yes. Uh, so the two of them are flamio. <laughs> two of them are pillars. And on top of these flamios, you see a, a an ever burning white flame. Getting close to them, you see one takes on a very, very alluring, comely female figure as she dances and urges you to get closer. The other is a male. Ah, I'm immune to that seductory. Just past this. The pillar is male and female. The flame is male and female. And just past all that, you see another door. Does that door also open if we get close? Um, creep? As you kind of creep forward, Natalia urges you to stay back as she she wishes to take the lead for this. She doesn't want you to get hurt. Yeah, sure. She puts her hand out, sort of like, mm, and yeah, just like that, it, it opens. And the closer we get, the more pressure we can feel. And she begins to look around, and it seems as if we're possibly in Sparku's actual room. It is difficult to tell, but it's quiet here. It's very quiet, even quieter than it was back there. Um, you guys actually now notice that there was a song or something playing in the other room, but it's not playing in this room. Uh, we see along the floor, there are hexagonal pavers. There are various sofas with white and black plush uh, with alternating colored pillows. So like a black couch with white pillows and then vice versa. Uh, there's some other chairs. There's various trunks that are lined with gold armoires. They got fire burning across them. Uh, tons and tons and tons of mirrors. And just up in front of you all, you can see what seems to be his bed chamber, his actual bed. There's a giant ceiling mirror that faces directly down above this and Meltalia rolls her eyes at it. Like I too. I see he has an ego. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, Badmore is behind you all, and she looks to Meltalia and says, It's here, isn't it? The things Faku uses to bind us to this island. And Meltalia closes her eyes for a moment, and you guys can feel the room slowly heating up. And Badmore looks to you guys and is like, Don't, don't, don't run, don't panic. Like, this, this, is, this is going to happen. There's some shit that's going to go down, obviously. We should not be here. And as the room begins to heat up, Meltalia puts her hand up and out toward the ceiling mirror and it begins to glow and for a brief moment we can see past it it's difficult to tell there's a very strange set of geometry that dances throughout this thing and she winces for a second and it looks almost as if Bavmorta kind of moves in to assist in whatever she's doing she's trying to feel this out whatever it is and it looks as if it's hurting Bavmorta more Meltelli is more used to this and she goes to stop her for a second but Bavmorta shoots her a look of like one of us has to do this we're both here. Let's just for now. And you guys can feel something breaking. Some of the muted aura of this room peels away. Something beyond feels as if it's fading away. You all feel sick for a moment. Meltalia slowly looks to you as this red light glowing down from the ceiling gets brighter and brighter. She smirks and says, this is it. What is it? I'm not sure precisely what it is, but this device is what's keeping us on this stupid island. It's why no one can leave. This is the thing we'll have to disable. Of course, he kept it in his room. I can't say precisely what it is, but I can disrupt it for... Hmm. I think we promised a day it might be faster, unfortunately. It will be less than 24 hours, unfortunately. Is the thing the mirror itself, or like the thing behind the mirror? I believe there's something behind it. It's just... It's parading as a mirror. I honestly don't know. It's old and powerful. And Bavmorta nods along and... Uh, looking closer here, you can see one of her long dreads uh, actually burns and falls off her head, and she kind of winces a bit at that. Are you sure we can't destroy it? Uh, Matali looks to you as if to say, we don't have the time nor the power to destroy something like this. This is old, old magic. 
if Soraku were not here, and we were left alone for quite some time, we could probably destroy it. But, and very quickly, her eyes go wide. And so do Bavmortis. Bavmortis actually shot back, and she slams into one of the Amors. Meltalia digs her feet in, and she's slid back ten feet or so as the light begins to glow more violently, and almost a darkness irradiates from it as the room begins to heat up even further. And as it does, you see a figure begin to coalesce in front of you, and it smashes Sparku's bed. All this obsidian is dragged out from this room, piece by piece, slowly forming this, this thing. It lets off a light, guttural laugh as it's slowly formed to, honestly, not impossible to describe, but it's constantly shifting. It doesn't really seem to have legs. It's almost as if it's bolted to the floor, but we know how malleable the obsidian can be. It can move in the way that it wishes to move. And it doesn't look as if it's aware of its surroundings just yet, but after all the fire subsides and something brings it into the now, it looks around the room and smirks. You hear a similar laugh to the one you heard earlier. As in, this is Sparku? This is not Sparku. This seems to be a guardian of some variety. Something to prevent you from doing what you're currently trying to do. As in, we need to destroy it? As you think the Sarabi, it gives you a look as if you are nothing. <laughs> and it's going to enjoy turning you into a small paste on the floor. Uh, uh, I want to help Bevmorta get up on her feet and maybe try tucking her out the door. All right. As you assist her stand up, she she writes herself and she actually does not want to go out the door. The two of them look to your group as this thing is being formed, as it's looking at you. You guys can tell it can't move just yet. It, it's not fully here. And the both of them look at you guys and they effectively say uh, together they convey to you. You all need to make a decision very quickly. This thing, whatever it is, needs to be broken. The lock on the ceiling, whatever that is, it needs to be severed entirely. This thing here is going to stop us from doing that. One of these women can continue unsealing this lock. The other one will effectively do the same, but it will assist you in combat. So Meltalia is not going to fight by your side. Bavmorna will not fight by your side. But one of them will effectively be trying to hold back this thing, this giant. And the other one will be trying to completely lock it. So, you know, if you receive the help from Meltalia, it'll be more supporty. Uh, as in, she can probably offer temporary HP, healing, something of that variety. You know, this thing is made of obsidian. Bevmorda's special skill is she can meld obsidian in any way that she wishes. This is a very powerful boy, so it's going to be much, much harder. But if you choose for Bevmorda to help, she can help you guys offensively. Whether it be damage or whether it be like holding it in place for a turn or something, she can help in that sense. So basically, do you guys want healing support or do you want not, not like I said, not damage support, but like stun CC ish support? I think we have healing down. Yeah, with the potion, with the potions and with you guys healing. OK, so you guys want bad board to support you? Yeah. Alrighty, they quickly get into position. Meltali looks at you and says, this thing is going to be mobile. It is most likely going to go for your throats first. We'll try to dissuade it from attacking us. but." It could also go past into the other room. You cannot let it touch my sisters. I've seen one of these before. They kill for fun. Great. All right, let's go. And with that, please roll for initiative. Hey, look, it's a seven again. Have I ever rolled high initiative? Worry not, I rolled an eight. It did not roll well. 
this thing looks to the two of them, but Bevmorda and Meltalia are basically using all of their power. This is harming Bevmorda much more than it's harming Meltalia. She seems as if her body can handle this. Parts of Bevmorda's body are burning away, starting with her hair, and you know a lot of her power resides within that. You can see some of it chipping away at her skin and such, and she looks to be very much in pain, but the look she gave you, Sarabi, is to say, I'm doing this, you cannot stop me. I understand. Uh, and with that, this guardian fully forms itself, looking to the three of you. Mr. Aldrin, you are indeed first. I don't like Question. Answer. Is using a spell scroll considered casting a spell? Uh, A.K.A. can I cast a spell and use a spell scroll in one turn? Well, that, that's... Oh, oh are we, would you mean like a bonus action spell and then use an item? Basically, yeah. Because I'm not sure if... I, I still have to verify a spell scroll. I'm not sure if that's a, an action to use a magic item or if it's casting a spell. I say go for it. It's fine. Okay. Well, uh, we're going for my bless. And then I can also use my emboldening bond. It's just not an actual buff. Alrighty. Everyone looks nice and juicy as Aldrin drops the boost. And this creature looks as if it's, it's trying to, you know, kind of like get itself out of the ground and move up and forward. I dropped the bane. You dropped the bane. Uh, first, uh, prior to that, after your turn, its mouth opens up and lava flows forth. It then kind of like burps up this thing that flitters off to his right. And then Sarbi, you dropped a bane. It actually worked. <laughs> Yay! Yay! All right. Uh, I know, right? Technically, this thing uh, became active after Aldrin's turn. So this little imp is going to go ahead and go now. Uh, it's going to flitter up and away, put its hands together, and shoot a flame blast towards you, Lekka. Uh, it's going to entirely miss. <laughs> half of half damage is like two. So you completely dodge out of the way. They can't tell if you're resistant to fire or not. They're not entirely sure what's going on. This creature begins to slowly pick itself up and kind of unearth itself. And it looks about to each of you. Uh, first, what it's going to do is it's going to move forward. It's then going to slowly unhinge its jaw, looking towards you, Sarabi and Aldrin. As it does, an immense amount of flame bursts forth. Some of this will be striking Bavmorda, but she's going to uh, take half damage because basically she has a shield. Uh, any damage that hits them will hit them so they can get hurt here. Uh, but it will, I will reduce it because of what they're doing. Oh, hey, look, it's that ability that one shot me. Reminder, before we continue, you guys have seven inspirations. Oh, sorry. You have eight inspirations because we brought both Bevmorda and Meltalia here. I mean, we don't need this for this roll. Alrighty, in indeed you do not. All right. So Aldrin takes half damage. And another half. And then, yep, it's, 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 automatically, automatically has it. Ah. <laughs> Wait, I'm supposed to have advantage on that. Forgot. Forecaster. Go and roll that again. I okay. No, that's a net. You got a 7 and a 26. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love how that works. Uh, that's Can't you set Warcaster in your thingies? Yes, you can. All right, so Rob, you sure also... make you automatically have advantage of Gonsangis, but... Yeah. You also save yours. Oh, Excellent. All right, as this creature breathes flame over all of you, it kind of gutturally laughs to itself, but sees that you're mostly unaffected by it, and it kind of just like... <sighs> and with that, like, it's your turn. Oh, God. I just scared myself. Also, where's Daniel, by the way? He's in our hearts, obviously. I mean, I would prefer to have him in, my, in the battlefield, but because I need to roll initiative for him, so... 
Uh, he technically is at the top of the initiative, so what did you want him to do? Uh, he can help he Eldrin beating the shit out of this guy. Oh. The big guy. Just help action, I guess. Yeah. And I am going to... The door is still open, right? The door, yeah, as long as you're close to it, the door is open. Yeah, okay. I'm going to target this guy. And I'm going to use some sorcery points to bonus action. Gust of wind is ass. Bonus action, gust of wind. He needs to make a DC 16 strength save, I believe. I forgot. Does Gusta win? Wait, wait, wait. Does Gusta uh, win happen when you cast it or it's on? Oh, it's on his turn, isn't it? Yeah. The, 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 this this yeah, one yeah. stays on your character, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, he, so he's, he stays. Yeah, anyway, I don't. I fly back 10 feet. Okay, so it, it'll move with you. Unprovoked. And then I'm going to use an action to use that spell scroll that I have. I need to use it for my inventory, right? Should be able to. If it's a. Maybe not. Fails. Woohoo! All right, his fairy is now fired. He's glowing. Did it automatically add Bane for his save, by the way? Uh, it should have. I, I wish I could see that, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus one. I hate that I can't. Okay. Oh, wait. Isn't Fairy Fire and Gust of Wind are both concentration, aren't they? Yeah, they both are. Oh. Well, in that, case, I'm gonna... in that case, I guess I'll not cast Gust of, uh, Gust of Wind. Okay. Is it you would... said cast Rhymes Binding. Can I cast that, actually? Measure if I won't hit Metalia. Uh, it's not, not that far. That's like 40 feet from where you are. You're good. But this time he succeeds. That's cheating. Indeed. Eh, doesn't matter. You still take damage. Half and then maybe doubled. All right. That is cold damage. Yep. All right. As he takes that, while well, he does indeed succeed, you are correct. He seems weak to this type of damage, but the creature just seems more concerned with eating you. Honestly, definitely perturbed. After that, he once again uh, lets off a little. Uh, oh, you know what? You're in melee range. So he'll slowly turn to you. Aldrin, after Lekka's turn, and he will swipe out with his large bladed arm against you. Okay. How about we don't? Fortunately, it misses. Do not roll concentration on the uh, half Z's damage. You're barely able to dodge that, and Daniel, yeah, I, I assume we're just doing uh, advantage again and flying away? I mean, technically he still has it, so there's no point in giving it again. Blade falls off, I believe. Yeah, he, re he reapplies it then, I guess. Yeah, so just reapply it. Okay. Is he moving? Is that his turn? It's the only thing I can do, so probably yes. Alrighty. That, he'll once again off another burp, and one of those little things will flit out from his mouth and land behind you, Aldrin. Well, that's not very nice. I'm gonna put my boy here. Excellent. And I'm going to absolutely unload. He has double disadvantage. Woo, okay. <laughs> and he one has double smack. disadvantage, so you can add another two to that. You hit a 30. <laughs> and then uh, I will smack again. Okay. And I can use a charge of my... Oh, God. Is it? I don't even remember what it's called. Unleash Incarnation. Have the boy drop so a smack. smack. Smack again. All right, we're just dropping smack after smack after smack. And then I can uh, action surge. All the I damage. Action surge. And then I will uh, smack. Oh, that's unfortunate. That is an 18. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait, hold up. You get to swing two times? Oh, action surge. Oh, wait. Action surge. The first one hits. So hold up. First one did hit because flanking. And you also have double advantage, so plus two. So 18, that does hit. And the second one, the crit. And Alrighty. I can, I can unleash incarnation again. Okay. And smack again and miss. You can uh, also do something with the crit, right? Yes. So. Didn't that? Indeed, yeah. Uh, so that's only a 16. Unfortunately, that will indeed miss. But uh, with all that nonsense. On that crit, Aldrin, do you want anything in particular? Anything special? 
I'm assuming he's a little too big to knock over. Very much so. Yeah, you, you, he doesn't really have legs, so knocking him over isn't really a thing you can do. If you wish, you can reposition. Um, you can give him like uh, the next attack uh, against him has advantage because he's he's like you know rocked. <laughs> sure, next attack has advantage. That works. Sure. Why not? No, we're gonna give him triple advantage next time. So we'll we'll reapply that. All right, you absolutely unload on this thing and it howls. I'll let you guys know at the top of the initiative order. So technically on Aldrin's turn, you guys can. So at the top, technically where the fire ramp is, you guys can shout to Bavmorda if you wish her to help, and she will indeed do the help. Uh, otherwise, she'll just keep here focusing. Uh, when it rolls back to that turn, effectively, her shield will help protect her. So if she's not protecting herself, she'll take more damage. But you guys can shout to her to you know, hey, do something. Uh, we'll, we'll say you guys can do it on your turn rather than at the top of the order. It's a free action. You basically just shout to her and it's like, hey, help. And she can help. Alrighty, this little turd here uh, will flit about. And I'm, I'm very sad that all this nonsense uh, is indeed nonsense. It looks so much better before. All right, Nerdboy will fly forward and Claw's badly missing the echo. The rake does nothing. Completely misses. Sarbi, it's your turn, dear. I'm going to summon my spiritual weapon. As one does. Remember, you can actually physically summon it. There you go. And then as a bonus action, so you can actually do something. It'd have to be there. So I could do something else? You can do a cantrip, yes, because that was a spell. Oh, actually, that would have hit. Sorry, because you have advantage. And then plus two, 18. That actually strikes dead on. All right, be dropping con saves. Both of them fail. Already six radiance damage to the two of them as they are rocked by your word of radiance. And your little scythe that I cannot target. It's just going to do its thing and have fun. All right, this lad will groan again. That's rolling to recharge his fire breath. He starts taking in the wind around him as the uh, room begins to heat up just a little bit more. Uh, but fortunately, he's not able to recharge this ability. Excellent. He is going to do this, though. Now he's just cheating. Indeed. It's not very nice. That's literally. I don't like that spell. That's literally what against me. Because I know how proud it is. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm trying to put it. Okay, you know what? Is that good enough? Is that good enough? That's good enough. He, he can literally freely draw a firewall. There we go. Alrighty, so the firewall is dropped. It does not affect him because he is fire. Is it the same as a uh, spell player cast spell firewall of fire? I believe so, but I'm just making a straight line because I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. I believe he can turn I... it, no, but no, more, more so than you can choose a side in which in which direction the fire is uh, eating. Yeah. Oh, yes, like yes. 10 feet of extra like damage great. in a direction. Yes, indeed. It is blah, 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 blah. It's a lot, a lot of words. On one side of the wall selected by you when you cast a spell, uh, deal 5d8 damage to each creature that ends their, ends their turn. What? That ends their turn. Uh, on that yeah. side of the wall, a creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time. Uh, the other side of the wall deals no damage. Does it deal damage when it first drops or no? I don't wall, think so. When the wall no, I, think it's, I think it's when we start our turn. When the wall first appears, yes. When the wall first appears, each creature must make a deck save. Then you take 5d8 damage or half as much on a successful save. Uh, failed. Just roll the damage. Okay. Fortunately, it's fire damage, so you guys are basically safe. But pain. But pain. I mean, it's, it's a... You're taking half of 21, so it's going to hurt, yeah, but... Fine. Yeah, it's unhorrible. Can I see through the wall or no? Barely. It's very difficult. It's like 20 feet tall, so it almost goes to the ceiling. Uh, Bavorna is also struck by this, but she is remaining strong. She moves not. The creature kind of just ch chuckles as it opens its mouth and just like belches flame along the side in this 20 foot line. Just <laughs> and the room continues to further heat up. Lekka. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to do a smart thing and move out of the fire. 
Good idea. Uh, which direction did you say the fire was? South. Things? Actually, before I move out, is this safe standing here? Technically, or yeah. I, I basically want to wiggle around the fire a bit and then cast uh, Draconic Cry for a third application of advantage. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> Just, there it is. There we go. Another stack of advantage. And then I'm going to step up past the fire. And then I'm going to cast a spell. I'm going to do this before I even move back. Knowing that my fire wor- uh, my ice worked, I'm going to cast Rhymes Binding Ice again at third level this time. That should be placed one down so I don't hit the clone. Okay. It doesn't matter. I can place them again. So the two of them will succeed. They succeed. And take a <laughs> half double damage. That's, that's a wow. bad roll, by the way. Jesus. Eh, that's fine. And then I move back. But I don't have a lot of health, apparently. Good. All right, that actually murders the, uh, the back one. So congratulations there. Uh, he rolled. Is that actually what I rolled? Really? <clears throat> that's not correct. You didn't roll 27? Oh, no, that's correct. Uh, for his concentration check. Wait, he's concentrating? Uh, technically, yeah. On the wall of fire. On the wall oh. of fire. So, oh, uh, after you did that, he kind of like... And, uh, well... Drop concentration. Uh, as you move, though, Lekka, his reaction will be to charge directly towards you. Can I? Uh, my reaction no? will be to jump off. You very, <laughs> you, you very much can, yes. I'll give him a good old smack on his way out. Excellent. All right, you slap him in the ass as he, uh, he doesn't ignore the pain. You can actually tell chunks of obsidian are being ripped off as he does this. Uh, after your, I'll say so, your turn, he'll spit out another one of these guys over here. And then it's going to be... Is uh, rushing towards me do any damage right away, or is it just a... Uh, uh... Pure movement. Okay. Yeah, that was just pure movement. Well, that's good, at least. In a way, yeah. You don't die instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I literally would have jumped off. Oh. Because I can fed off anyway. Oh. All right, the newly summoned imp runs for you, Sarabi, and goes to slash you with its claws. Daniel, I assume you're flying in and doing the thing. Yep. All right, the thing is done. I mean, he already has so much... Advantage on him. I'm gonna give advantage to uh, the other imp, actually. Sure, which one? The one next to Sarabi. Perfect. Alright, he will belch again and summon another imp over yonder. Bobbit. Aldrin, what do you do? That's just gross. I will, uh, I believe this is a bonus action. Second wind. Excellent. Oh, damn. That was a one. That's a one, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yep, that happens. It is still health. And then, uh, you'll be fine with that one, right, Sarabi? You got that? You'll be good. Uh, sure. You only have like 10 HP. Is my Bane helping? Yeah, def- oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I literally failed yeah. the firewall because of you, so yes. Okay. Thank you, Jeez. I was going to be taking a lot of damage from that. Yeah, it's a lot of damage, so good job. <laughs> I will smack this boy. It would also, also would help me uh, apply fire. So Through my clone, I can smack this boy. Indeed. You whomp on that fire imp, and it screams out. You almost fell in a single blow. And you can tell this big boy is definitely taking damage. Whatever Bavmorda and Meltalia did to it, however they're binding it, is weakening it substantially. So you guys are definitely going to town. This little imp will fly towards you, Leka, with his claws bared, and it will just, like, lash into you. Critically right. missing, like an absolute chump. Sarabi, what do you do? Remember, bonus action, have... you can move your head. That's a reaction, I laugh at it. As, as, as his reaction, he uh, lets down a little, little lava tear. Could I have told Bev Morda to help because most of the stuff is out of the room now? Or at least uh, the deadly big boy is. Indeed. Are you choosing to move there, Sarabi? Yes. Okay, he will strike you as you move. Fine. Holy shit, I actually hit. 
Uh, you're moving to guiding both the big guy. Yeah. All right. Well, that is indeed a hit. My God, you just you stack so much shit on him. Okay, that is indeed a hit. As it womps into his back. It kind of groans out in pain. You guys can definitely tell you're hurting it. Uh, what would you have shouted to Bavmorda, Aldrin? I don't know, like slow it down or something. Stun it if you can. Okay. Uh, so Robbie, are you ending, ending your turn there? Oh no, you still have your yeah, my fight. sword. Okay. Excellent. All right. With hey, it- I did one damage too. All right, with advantage, you strike the fell fiend. The creature sort of lets out a guttural, just like... Uh, it's going to move again over Chunder. The little boy's floating above him. Uh, I get smack. Indeed, it has been your turn. That has recharged. Oh, baby, a crit. That was kind of sad crit, but... I'll kind of sad it. crit, but you, you womp him in the ass anyway. And as he sort Actually, of... Actually, no, 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 no. Yeah? It's a double crit. He rolled two 20s. Oh, my God, you did. Holy shit. What? What? So the, Jesus. The damage, you have something for that. You know what? Reroll damage. Yeah, roll damage again. Damn. 2d6 plus 8. Yeah, just roll that again. He, he confirmed his crit. For real. Jesus. Okay, five more damage. That, that, that's bonkers. You literally rolled two nat 20s. That's insane. <laughs> so it is going to do something. First, it's going to try to recharge its fire breath and get a one and fail. Uh, it is going to scoot itself outward. Yes. Oh, it does not go as far as I thought it did. Okay, that's fair. I thought it went a bit further. Oh, yeah, 30 feet. I guess that's fair. It'll scoot past you guys. It's body becoming completely blade. All of it. Just knives and daggers and axes and every sharp, pokey thing imaginable that you don't want in your precious, precious soft flesh. And it just charges forward past the two of you. Oh. Uh, wait. I rolled a net one, too. (laughs) (laughs) We're in pain. Actually, does that down you? Uh, yes, that will down you. Is, is that a save throw? That's a save, correct. Yes, it is. Can I use Unlucky to give them advantage? You have eight inspirations if you want to use those first, but you do have Unlucky. Let me use my inspiration. I keep forgetting about those. Okay, you have eight, so please, yeah, go ahead and reroll Dex Luck. I'll will. use uh, four of our inspiration to instantly succeed. And all right. <laughs> it's a Dex save. Remember, everyone also has the extra four on top of it. That barely makes it. If you want to use it. Yeah, it does. That did indeed make it. All right, we'll go down by one, and you'll take half the damage instead. It does duck, and he moves over me. All right, uh, Lekka, go ahead and roll roll concentration. That's fine. Hey, 25, you held it. All right, Uh, Aldrin, are you re-rolling or no? I don't believe in my deck save, but I might as well try. All right. Did he just shit on the floor while we're doing that, by the way? 19, excellent. Um, I don't know what, he bleeds brown, apparently. Deal with it. He's bloody. <laughs> yeah. No, he's poopy. He has right. a massive diarrhea. All right, fine. I'm glad I'm over here and you guys are over there. Excellent. All righty. Both of you succeeded on the dash and succeeded on your con saves. Congratulations. You get to hold on to your spells. After he does this, Bavmorda tries to kind of hold him in place. And as she does, you guys could sense at the end of his turn, the room was heating up. What's prevented here is a tick, tick, tick of damage that would be applied every single round is now not going to be applied this next upcoming round. So she's going to delay that. Okay, that helps. Oh, yeah. <sighs> all right, look at this creature shits all over the floor and flies past you. What do you do? I have to deal with the small one next to me. I mean, you don't have to. Yes, I do, because I am very low in health right now. Unless you, you want to do it die, before it's me. fine. <laughs> You'd I mean, use a I pot, can, too. I can bonk it. True. No guarantee I'll kill it. True. But I'll still need to kill this guy. 
So I'm going to focus on killing him first with a Ray of Frost. Does casting from melee give you disadvantage? Uh, it's uh, like a I think it yes. does, yes. Okay, do you want to you move first or do you want to blast him with disadvantage? I mean, if I move, I'm going to get an A up. disadvantage, I believe in you. So you do know they are weak, so you, you do know that, Lekka. Yeah. I, I also have an extra I'm, D4 I'm just to, to the roll. Move five feet. Okay. I'll, yeah, sure. All right, he will limply swing at you. And, uh, misses. <laughs> limply miss. And I'll blast him for a bit cold damage. As you blast him in the face, uh, nine cold damage. Uh, my friend, that is enough to blast him off the face of the earth. <laughs> He's perma-slow. into a little ice lolly. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, yeah, the permanent slow. That was a action, and I can bonus action healing potion, right? For roll? Yes. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay. Make sure you target yourself. It should heal you. I need to untarget these guys. For yes, please. I like a quick chugs for 10. That was terrible. One and a five? Yeah, not great. <laughs> At the end of your turn, before the top of the order, he's going to quickly turn to you, the target that he charged to, Sarabi, and swing with his massive bladed arm. Critically missing! All righty. How often have those guys missed? Uh, like that, critically missed. That was the big guy. I've, the, I've critically missed like four times already. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great with my, uh, my D20s. The little guys have critically missed like three times, and he's critically missed maybe twice, but we won't think about that. Uh, <laughs> this is why we asked you to stop rolling for us. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> I think I critically failed Sarabi's reroll of uh, uh, initiative, so yeah, that's not great either. But you did, yes. You're welcome. Anyway, uh, what's going to happen here is Bavorn is going to slow that one aspect but something else is going to trigger the little imps that he's summoning the fire that's emanating from them looks hotter. They look empowered. So the imps that he summons going forward will get an additional attack. And from this, the creature leans back and it bellows loudly. The room shaking the doors themselves begin to kind of open and close open and close. And they're not really sure what to do. And they kind of just like half hold open. You can tell he busted the one that is uh, nearby you, Aldrin. Even if you were to move away from it, it can't close anymore. It's just permanently stuck open. But both Meltalia and Bavmorda are doing a really good job sealing this. You notice, though, all the obsidian around us, the floor, the walls, everything is starting to become spiky. Now, Bavmorda stopped this from actually jumping outward. But you can tell the very tower next round is going to begin to try to kill you. And we'll get to see how fun that is next week. Oh, good.